the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. I hope you're having a great Saturday here, getting out and about and leaving the uh, quarantine cave behind, getting some sunshine and some oxygen, and living a free life. That's what we're about here this week on the Firing Line Radio Show. Get our podcast at firinglineradio.com, firinglineradio.com. Now, joining me in studio, should, dare I say maskless? <laughs> we have unmasked ourselves. Um, I have two fantastic patriots. Uh, one's been on the show several times before. Uh, the other one I'm going to introduce to you today. I'm talking about James and Scott Riley of Riley Farms up there on the hill in Oakland. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Good. Hey, good. Thank you for coming on down here. Thanks for having us. Now, last week, Saturday, I actually was up at your place in Oak Glen. Uh, what were we doing up there? Well, we call it uh, sort of an emergency celebration, the Bill of Rights Blossom Fest. We were going to have the Bill of Rights Bowl, but we didn't have a big Regency uh, ballroom. Or, and we were going to have a Bill of Rights Barn Dance, but then we thought we might be poking the bear a little bit. So we, we basically had the Bill of Rights Blossom Fest. We had a dance. We had live music. We had food. Uh, people could social distance if they wanted to, or they could hug each other, uh, ha- shake hands, and have a good time. Um, how many people died? <laughs> we had we had a big uh, mountain of body bags right after the event. <laughs> we st- we just stacked them up on the road, and you know we had the uh, uh, Empire Disposal take care of them. You know, it's um, they're efficient. Yeah, yeah. I, whenever I go to a grocery store, I always talk to the manager and whisper so. Where, where do you keep the body bags? Oh, but body bags. Well, you're grocery frontline. You must have people dying all the time, you know. <laughs> and they, 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 I mean, you must have people dying all the time, you know. And so um, I, I think the absurdity of all this, I, th- I think we have to laugh a little bit because, as you were saying before the show, Philip, um, very few of us actually even know someone. Who's Not firsthand, yeah. yeah. To, uh, to I know someone who actually got their truck back from a prisoner let loose because of COVID, okay. uh, because they stole their truck, you know. But I don't know anyone who's died of COVID yet. And and uh, don't you know the prisons are for salon <laughs> owners and keepers? You know that they're the ones that the, the salon owners are the ones that belong in prison. You know. Hairstylists, you know. We had an interesting thing happen this week up there in Excremento, where uh, Gavin Newsom 
sent his CHP Nazis out. I mean, if you take a look at the video on this crew, on one side, you had these horrific, horrific Californians with what are those things called with the, the stripes and the stars? Oh, the, yeah, the old glory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They had, in California, the, the old glory is called a rebel flag. Yes. Heaven forbid a Gadsden flag shows up because that's, you know, that's yes. hoods and capes kind of a stuff. But you had these people on the lawn of the Capitol building singing patriotic songs, waving flags, and Gavin Newsom's cowardly political response was to march out, what, 200? 200 jackbooted CHP Nazis. And I'm calling them CHP Nazis because there's what irritates me is these people, and, and we hear it so often, well, this is their job. They're just doing their job. They're just doing this job. Well, we heard that in the Nuremberg trials. We've seen that in Selma, Alabama, that those officers with the fire hoses were just doing their job. It's an excuse of the people in power to say that. Um, James, you're a big-time constitutionalist. If you get a, a job while you are, say, in the police force, you have use of force mandates in your – you have to take an oath, do you not? To uh, preserve and protect uh, the Constitution of the United States and to defend it against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Say it again. Let's do it in a Patrick Henry voice. <laughs> well, actually, let's see. Patrick Henry. He, he's actually a bigger fan of the Bill of Rights than the Constitution. But, but I would say that, yeah, you have to defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And that's an interesting twist there at the end. It, it, it implies that there will be domestic enemies against our own Constitution. Exactly. People that would give you unconstitutional orders shelter in place forever, um, commandeer your private property without compensation. I mean, how are they doing that? Well, if they're not allowing you to go to work and make money or allowing customers to come to your place through an edict, an edict of the king, um, they are taking your property. And, and I'd like to offer a word of encouragement for there are a lot of great law enforcement officers who are basically refusing to make arrests or to uh, uh, enforce fines against business owners. I think that the sheriff of Riverside County said, I don't want to spend time arresting business owners. And that's precisely the response we need from law enforcement. If you get called in to do something your conscience doesn't allow you to do, I think you either refuse or you call in sick. I mean, uh, and I think, I think that the sick out should start occurring uh, on these beach patrols and the state capital patrol. I've been to two protests and Hardly any law enforcement presence at all, uh, which I thought was great. And uh, and these are 400 people out on the streets. So. They stood down because the guy on the bullhorn was a doctor, right? I think it was and a Marine. Marine, he, former Marine yeah. uh, he shamed them. Did they stand down because of what he was saying? Or, or did they just realize these guys are not going to storm the Capitol like they did in Michigan? Or did, did they get the word, you know? I don't know what made them stand down. Um, probably they were just standing out there dressed in black, and it was an 85-degree day, and uh, they were getting heat stroke. So that's probably was their, their whole major thing on that. But I like the way, I mean, really, Gavin Newsom, you need to work on the uniform because you've got your guys dressed in Darth Vader black from head to toe, but then you have this stupid little blue mask. Well, and you, so made you, made a good comment. That, you made a good comment before because you said, 
you know, the SS and, and the rest of them all swore an oath of allegiance to the Fuhrer, you know, it, which, yeah, put them in the position, whatever he said was law. Well, ours have all sworn to the Constitution, and so they have no excuse. You know, the, right. the SS officers may have, you know, been able to rely on that argument. And, and we're going to say we're not supporting SS officers no. or not. No, so we're just saying not. that they did not take an oath to the Constitution of the United States. Our officers have. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They swore to a man. We swore to the truth. Right. 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 And, and so, but Gavin Newsom, right, the stylish guy. How come he has his CHP jackbooted officers in all black and then like a blue mask that doesn't match? I mean, you'd think he'd be more color coordinated <laughs> than that, right? Just at least a shade of gray or something. Yeah, but no. His hair is probably coiffed and, and cut, you know, but the rest of us, the, we can't go to the hairstylist. Have you seen him do one press conference in a mask? <laughs> well, you know, blue too is that's the color of the KGB, that, that, that blue color that, that they use there. Um, it, it basically put fear in the Soviet people because um, uh, if they saw those blue hats, they knew that they were in for torture. So, Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and there you go. So, folks, what we're saying is use your own judgment. You know, we hear if you sit there and you're watching what's going on on the news and everybody is hype over hype, whatever channel you're on about the fear and it's fear. And we are people who should not live in fear. If you have a relationship with the Lord and you know, the constitution, you are not given a spirit of fear. We should not be living in fear over this. We should not let somebody like, I don't say Fauci who got, um, let's say the AIDS crisis slightly incorrect. Uh, we should not be letting them destroy our economy and destroy our lives. And if we lose our economy, meaning if we have, 35 million people with no food and no money. You think about the civil unrest, the disaster that will cause. How much worse is it than COVID-19? Yeah. Well, and like I said, you made the point earlier about uh, Gates. You know, they, they criticized Trump and these people who are not in the medical what it, Gates never had a medical background, and yet now he's the doctor for the world. He's the emperor, the president of the world, and fully vested in all the patents, all the vaccines, all the remedies of uh, that connected to it, and funding the WHO. And and we're not supposed to question his motives. You know, there's a lot of people in the public eye. I think we need to question their motives on and, and hold them to the standard of the truth. Right. And when they're found to be liars or have an, an agenda that is not what it should be, we need to really make some changes there. This virus is so smart. It, it knows not to go <laughs> into Walmart and the big box stores, right. but Oh, in the churches and the hair salons yep. and the small businesses, it's, it's terrible. There. Yeah. Well, it's a microvirus. There you go. That's why it only goes to small small business owners. <laughs> Folks, Philip Neyman, Firing Man Radio Show. We'll be right back with James and Scott Riley after this. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. <laughs> Hey folks, you know, every week on the Firing Line Radio Show, our conversation is going to revolve around firearms, hunting, gun rights, 
and your personal rights that are afforded to all Americans under the Second Amendment of the Constitution. And our faithful companion in the battle to uphold these rights has been our longtime sponsor, Vince Torres, of Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're not armed for protection or recreation, well, shame on you. Head on over to Bullseye Sport in Riverside where you need to go for small arms, rifles, shotguns, ammo, accessories, and much more. You can even get big arms there. After you purchase that firearm, Vince and I highly recommend you attend a certified firearm safety and training course. One that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitudes essential to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. For more information about certified firearm courses, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside, 951-823-0211. Visit the website, bullseyesport.com, for schedule of classes because of Bullseye Sports, Guns, and Ammo. They believe in safety first. They're also an essential small business, thanks to Donald Trump. We had uh, Becerra, terrible attorney general, and uh, Gavin Newsom trying to close all of the Second Amendment shops and uh, gun stores in the state of California and restrict your ammunition sales and restrict your family's ability to defend themselves. And we actually had to have, what's that guy in Washington's name with the bad hair? Uh, Donald Trump. (laughs) So we actually had to have Donald Trump come out and declare that gun stores are an essential business. Yeah. I'm willing to be territorial governor of California during the reconstruction. If, uh, <laughs> if, if I just want, to let, if anyone knows Trump, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to go up there to Sacramento and clean house for a little while. So. It would be a good day. <laughs> I think I think we get it done by noon and yeah. go to lunch. <laughs> All we need is a lot of pink slips. You know, so <laughs> exactly, We're, you're fired. You're closed. We're going to redo this budget. Uh, no, it, you know that's an interesting point, Phil. I th- I, I kept warning when this crisis fake crisis broke out. I kept warning civil servants, you know, don't think you're going to be able to shelter at home forever because budgets are going to be cut. And and it's happening a lot faster than I thought. I mean, LA City has been laying off workers. Riverside County is now announcing that they're going to be laying off workers. You're not going to be safe just because you have a civil service job. You know, and that's the sad thing is those people gravitate to those jobs because they just want that security as opposed to doing an awesome job in that position. Well, and, and there, I, I know lots of really good teachers and good, good public uh, servants, but, but I think that um, the, the good ones really know who is paying for the whole affair basically. And that's, that's small business owners. That's people employ people. Well, but when this crisis broke out, we had to say goodbye to 105 employees. Yeah, uh, we're still wondering whether we're going to make it through, uh, whether we're going to be able to open up in any semblance of the fashion we were before, and and so when you when you say goodbye to people who worked with you for thirty years, and then I hear people calling this an inconvenience. Anyone who uses the word inconvenience around me, I never want to see you again because you have to check your heart and your head because if you're describing the bankruptcy of businesses, the loss of millions of jobs is an inconvenience. You are too dumb to be on the street. Well, Becerra is a good example of the duplicity and the hypocrisy in Sacramento because wasn't he the one that, that penalized the guys that from the Center for, for Medical Freedom for their undercover filming of the abortion mills? And awarded, I think, even a taxpayer award to the guys that went into the chicken slaughterhouses. 
and and did an undercover film of the chicken slaughterhouses. Now, if that doesn't illustrate the hypocrisy and the duplicity that we're dealing with, then then I don't know how do we how do we let's let's take a look at Becerra here. Um, he is our attorney general. He's absolutely a leftist sold out to the, that agenda. We had our Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals uh, against our Armag- the Gunmageddon law, the Prop 63 that passed, where we weren't allowed to buy ammunition without, you know, your firstborn's blood. Um, and you couldn't buy anything over state lines. Just a lot of restrictions that came into play on that. We actually got a reversal on that. And that was celebrated for about 36 hours. Just like last week or two weeks ago. Right? Two weeks ago. And then he judge shopped. Now, I understand you want to find a, a judge that's favorable to your idea. But if you're the attorney general of California and you're judge shopping and you have to go to Hawaii <laughs> to find a judge for a California case, I think that that's just spells out how bad this problem is. Right. A Hawaii judge, yes, he's in the Ninth Circuit Court, but to find if you have to go find some crony that Obama put in right. or Jerry Brown or one of these terrible um, people that are involved in that, if you have to find one of those, and that's the only person you can get to push your case forward so you can stop people's right. Second Amendment rights, the, the, the demonstration should be quarantine Newsom and quarantine Becerra forever. Right. They should be in quarantine. Right. We should never have to see them again. Right. They should be out of power and all things. So, you know, these people, these are elected officials. They should just be quarantined with Sarah forever. Well, the Dallas judge that puts the gal away from the, the hair salon, you know. That judge apparently has a history of uh, oh, yeah. domestic violence himself. So, yeah, mean, yeah. Drunkenness and, and uh, but, you know, the, you know the, the, to get that done, Philip, I mean, we've got to encourage pastors to get their congregations to vote. I mean, we, we, we do, I think we have the votes in California and this last election was kind of interesting. The big bonds were voted down. I think that people are beginning to wake up, but we've got to make it a Christian obligation to go out and vote. And there's that, there's that problem that I think honestly pastors have in their own head mm-hmm. that they can't talk about politics from the pulpit. Um, it, it comes from the, I disagree with Jim on that. It comes from the bottom up that you don't look to the pastors to, you know, get on the bully pulpit. You as an assembly set the fire and, and make it go up. Well, some churches are, are board driven. Others are pastor driven, but yeah. you know, it depends on how their, what their structure is. But, you know, you can see there are some pastors out there that are just lighting it on fire and saying, look, this is what's right. We're mm-hmm. going to stand up for our principles. And if we get, if we lose our 501c3, then we lose our 501c3. This isn't a business that I'm worried about. This is. And under Trump, you're not going to lose it. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I was very encouraged to see Jack Hibbs bring candidates up on the stage. Uh, and he's Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he's calling for the return to church on um, Pentecost Sunday, May 31st. May 31st, yeah. yeah. So that's a good sign. And, and we, we've had a house church on our farm. We haven't stopped meeting, and uh, our house church gets bigger every week. So <laughs> people need a place to go. And, and um, what he was saying is like, look, pastors, open up your churches 
And what are they going to do? They're going to arrest everybody? Seriously. It just, you know, fortunately, we have Chad Bianco in Riverside County and John McMahon's pretty level-headed guy. They're not going to be out there trying to arrest people for going to church. Um, for crying out loud, did you see the case in Glendora, California, my old stomping grounds this last week? In one day, this idiot was arrested for four felonies and released back on the street three times. Hmm. Stealing cars, um, leading police on a chase, uh, stealing burglary in homes, and then stealing another car and leading on a chase into Pasadena. All three times he was released on site. And then the last time he was actually given a citation and then released. Well, that's the point. Don't you know that the jails and prisons are for small business owners and hair salon stylists? They're not for criminals. We have to put the small business away in the in the prisons and jails. Yeah, but I mean, so are these laws protecting the American citizens? Are they protecting California citizens when crime is free? What what is your, if you're that guy, you're going to brag for the rest of your short life about how, hey, I got three felonies in one day. And instead of going away for life, which is fine with me, look at my citation that I'm not going to go and appear to the court on because I don't care. Good is evil and evil is good and just the the reverse of, of you know what it's supposed to be. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I think that um, um, the law enforcement tends to act against people who have something to lose, and uh, that's why they sometimes pick on us because we know we're compliant. But I think that we have to cultivate in Christians and people of goodwill a healthy defiance of improper authority. I mean, the wise men did not turn over the baby Jesus to right. Herod. Um, they went you know, out the back door. The Hebrew midwives did not kill the babies, basically. The Christian life is a life of righteous defiance. That's how you get persecuted, not by obeying. It's very well said, Jim. Folks, Philip Damon, Firing Line Radio Show. We'll be right back after this. Go to jamespatrickreilly.com, jamespatrickreilly.com for some great writing by Jim, and uh, we'll be back after this. Have questions about handgun safety? local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice, no sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport, they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time. When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them! Hello, folks. It's another Mulan Lave Saturday. Philip Naiman here, Firing Line Radio Show. Check out our podcasts at FiringLineRadio.com. FiringLineRadio.com is where they're at. 
And uh, you want to get some of those because we have little offers every now and then. We're giving stuff away. And, you know, it's, it's a good thing to know who our product sponsors are. Joining me back here on this show, folks, I have James Riley and Scott Riley. They're the Riley brothers from up in Oak Glen. Now, I went to one of the rallies they had. Not a rally. The Blossom Fest. Bill of Rights Blossom Fest right. last week. And it's had a nice time. We were just sitting in the sunshine, had some barbecued beef. Life was good. Um, Jim, how many body bags we fill out from uh, COVID-19? <laughs> oh, yeah. Every event, you got to have like nine, ten body bags. People healing over the deadly COVID virus uh, that just strikes uh, without warning. Well, it does kill by fear. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. It, it uh, scares people to death. And that's that's one of the terrible things about it is it's changing the way people move. Uh, a good buddy of mine, Rex Tibor from Rex Defense, he says, you know, these masks are compliance signaling. <laughs> They're showing those people in charge that we are willing to do just about anything to avoid pain or a potential exposure to an illness. You know, it's showing us what what level of... You know, I, I, I really worry that we're going to be ruled by health technocrats. And, and a lot of people out there, the soccer moms of both sexes, they look to science uh, as, uh, as the, the key to, uh, to, to ordering their lives. But there is, folks, there is good science and there's bad science. You don't want an epidemiologist designing the airplane you're going to take a trip to New York in because aerodynamics and physics are physical sciences that are limited, metal Wind resistance, friction, gravity—they can—they can actually can—they can actually produce good results. They can build a plane that actually flies. An epidemiologist—if we're learning anything from this crisis—that epidemiology is a very inexact science with lots of disagreement all over the world. The uh, the the, uh, the English study that predicted 2.2 million deaths immediately ratcheted down to 240,000. Now we're looking at a bad flu season. And we've killed the American economy by listening to health technocrats. A lot of you don't know that the public health officer in your county can override your elected officials. And we have got to simply, we must stop that. One of the points I wanted to make here, Philip, is that why would anyone, a restaurant owner, a service business owner, why would anyone go back into business if our leaders don't make a solemn promise we will not repeat this moronic decision again. We will not shut down the economy. The only thing I can conclude is that they are morons or they're evil. They actually wanted to shut down the greatest economy in the world. They're either dumb or they're evil. There's nothing in between. Well, and here's where I will disagree with you. I believe they are evil morons. (laughs) Dr. Benjamin Rush, who is at the Constitutional Convention, wanted medical freedom in the Constitution. Yeah, this was interesting. Yes, go Did you, did yes, you go, hear please Richard Henry Lee? Richard Henry Lee spoke at the our Blossom Fest, quoted the Benjamin Rush, who said, if we do not include medical freedom in the Constitution, the day will come when we will have an underground dictator as to our choices of medical freedom. Where are the feminists, you know, uh, saying my body, my choice, you know, they're silent, you know, it, it, it so it, it's uh, like actually, it's, I actually posted that on Wednesday. <laughs> I'm pro-choice. I choose not to wear a mask. <laughs> it's my body, my yeah. choice. And uh, so uh, it, 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 we could be having the discussion of the second amendment, uh, you know, who knows what it would have been. Maybe it would have been included in the first, you know, 
that, that we would have had freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of medicine, freedom of uh, assembly, so forth, because we're, we're now seeing the kind of tyranny that, that can be, you know. Run by bureaucrats. Right. So it's interesting because people will bend over backwards for healthcare. We've seen this before. They'll give up their rights for a promise of safety immediately. You know, being a free people, like Benjamin Franklin said, right? You've, you have a republic if you can keep it. Uh, being a free people takes work. It takes engagement by the citizens. It take, those listening to the show, they need to know who their city council members are, who needs to be voted out, who needs to go. You know, you have to be engaged. You can't go home and turn on the TV and do a Netflix binge for nine hours and, and then just show up at work tomorrow and because the other side, the evil morons, are, they're only about the change. They're only about taking away your rights. They're using medical science um, to restrict us. I mean, what do you think Obamacare was all about, right? You know, you, you see they can pass a law for everybody's benefit, for the good and safety of all. You know, Ronald Reagan's famous seven words, what? The scariest seven words in the English language. We're here from the government. We're here to help you. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, what I, I, I don't folks realize, I just saw a letter from the Anaheim school superintendent, and he's predicting a school next year where children will only go to school two days a week, which might might help their education in some ways. But but they're, they're talking about uh, social distancing in schools. They're talking about... Um, uh, basically a level of safety and inspection on social distancing that will make life as we know it very different. Outside of schools, for example, I was watching Fiddle on the Roof, the sunrise, sunset scene, very emotional, beautiful wedding scene. They don't want that anymore. They, they want no weddings unless you've been certified. They want no graduation ceremonies unless you've been certified, digitally printed, and proven to be not a threat to the, the body collective. That, that is changing life on such an enormous level that you will never have congregation anymore. You will never have the bar down the street. You'll never have the club, the baseball game. That is the world Bill Gates wants. He wants no one at a, you know, um, a Dodger Stadium on a spring afternoon. He does not want that. Is that the America that you all want? I mean, I don't, I'm not in for it. I mean, I, 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 I tend to be sort of an introvert, but I like being able to go down to the bar and talk to people. I like being able to go to church and talk to people. They, they want that America taken away from you. And when people are separate and alone, they're obviously much more easier to control. Well, and it, it, doesn't it patently obvious now, this is not about the virus. This is about control, surveillance, about doing as you're told, doing as you're directed, I, I mean, I think that's what people are realizing. Wait a minute. You know, we've done what you asked a month. How long has it been? Two months. This is not about, you know, and, and you know, again, the brown shirts, you know, oh, this is for your safety. Again, I'm not espousing right. that. I'm not, at, you know, being a apologist for the Weimar. But that was the the line. It's for your own safety, you know, and. And they're, they're predicting on April 1st, $54 billion in travel industry losses in California alone. Now it's up to $75 billion. That's not just that industry. That's everybody who supplies that industry. 
if they're cautious about reopening, that means that everybody who sells them a utility vehicle, everyone who sells them fuel, everyone who sells them food, has control. You, you folks, if you sign onto this, you're signing onto poverty. You're signing onto a Great Depression. So, the National Institute of Health. I just looked this up yesterday. I said, okay, what is a, on an average influenza death for the worldwide? It's between, on average. 250 to 500,000 people die of influenza every single year. A bad year, it goes up to 650, okay? In 2019, it was between 99,000 and 200,000. So we're having an average year, but we, are, we have allowed these people to destroy our economy and destroy our way of life and to take rights from us because people have panicked into fear. And I can't tell you how many of my customers are saying, oh, you're just putting the dollar above human lives. I said, look, at, just understand the economy is a human reality. The economy is how we feed our children. The economy is how we clothe our children. The economy is how we heal each other. The economy is a human reality. And if you kill the economy, you kill people. What's the murder rate in Venezuela right now? Yeah. <laughs> Exponential compared to the virus. Starvation and Poverty, and desperation, desperation. You know, they're, they're fleeing the country. You know. yeah, and the is fine. Uh, yes, yeah, they're murdered, but their murder rates through the roof because people have nothing. They're taking from each other. Right. And if we destroy our economy to that level, you don't really want 320 million people climbing all over each other. That that is way worse than any sniffle, sneeze. And, and I understand people have passed away from from this, but people have passed away from the common cold. The people, it happens. We die. We're not here forever. Uh, I know Bill Gates thinks he's going to live forever. Warren Buffett thinks he's going to live forever. And that's George Soros, you know, the emperor, um, Palatine. All those people want to live forever, but they don't get to, right? We will pass away. And so, yeah, you need afterlife insurance is the number one thing for that. Folks, Philip Neyman, Fireland Radio Show. We're going to come back. We're actually going to talk about Revolutionary War firearms at least one time this show. Be right back. Hi, folks. Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of your women. That is good. Folks, notice Conan did not say what's best in life is to cower in your home, avoid sunlight, and wear a mask. He didn't mention that for some reason, so... Of course, of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger these days probably would say that. 
Anyway, hey folks, Philip Newman, Firing Line Radio Show. We're back here. Get the podcast at firinglineradio.com. We've got a lot of events coming up. Um, May 31st, we're heading out to Avenal. Got a big shoot up there. If you want to join us, go to Practice Score. Look up Avenal Gun Club, May 31st. A really fun shoot we're going to be doing up that way. And um, unfortunately, the Rahagi's Sports Shooting Fair has been canceled. The vendors backed out of that. So we'll have to find some more events for June going forward here. But joining me, I have a couple of gentlemen, uh, James and Scott Riley. And one of the things that they do up there at Riley's Farms, which is amazing, which is the first time I ever went there with my son in fourth grade, is revolutionary reenactments. Not just revolutionary, but you guys do a lot of different reenactments. And why don't you, Scott, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, well, uh, we used to have huge Civil War uh, reenactments. Now they're, they've been uh, school tours. Um, but uh, we also have a World War I group and a World War II group that come up. Um, and... Uh, a Revolutionary War and and Mexican War, uh, and they come up and which building's the Alamo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that 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 one uh, we still have yet to construct, uh, but uh, we, we we've got the Fredericksburg battlefield and yeah, we we well we do gold rush programs, some war programs, and Revolutionary War programs. Now this year, uh, very difficult to plan because. Uh, we're not sure what the field trip situation is going to be like for schools, but I think we'll probably have some version of Thursday, Friday, Saturday, open to the public, Revolutionary War reenactments. You get to see the Redcoats. You get to see the militia. Uh, you get to see the firing of uh, brown vest muskets and 18th century rifles. You get to uh, throw tomahawks. You get to um, uh, dip candles. You get to, to learn about uh, woolens and linens. You, you do a little weaving and that sort of thing. So it's, Basically, a picture of 18th century life, and if Disneyland stays closed, we may be the the, the cheap and alternative, uh, you know, uh, response to Disneyland or whatever. But well, even uh, if Disneyland's open, it'd be much cheaper than Disneyland. Yeah, that's true. Disneyland. That's true. That's true. But uh, yeah, I mean, if your kid's school can't go and take them out, play hooky for a day, and go learn some real history at Riley's Farm. So typically, what would happen in the past is the schools would take busloads of kids up and and do that, but because of you know the reactionary, the reactionary war. That's what we should call this, not the revolutionary war. The reactionary war, because of the reactions of school boards and stuff like that. There may not have the big groups going, but you as an individual have this opportunity. You can take your kids out of school. Um, hey, if they can stay out of school for eight weeks, they can go out for a, a field trip to learn they, about. They may history. be out of school anyway, so you know. I mean, they may be still home, but but. We're, we're a destination that we are we resolved to open. If you are if you have a graduate this year who isn't having a graduation, uh, we're going to offer graduation parties, graduation ceremonies on the farm, uh, and you can host a, uh, this memorable event in your child's life that they're being denied because of this foolishness. Because we're ruled by very timid doctors who accept whatever the conventional wisdom is. And uh, at a time when the hospitals are empty, uh, we want to be one of the businesses that's open uh, so that you can enjoy life. And uh, I'm encouraging every restaurant owner, every bar owner. Uh, uh, I, may, I, I wish the uh, uh, NBA and the Major League Baseball would go back into session. But until they do, until these people 
see the light. Um, we, we want to open. We want others to open. I think schools seem to be weaving the rope that they're going to be hung by because if if we're how do to, they get their money? Well, yeah, and that if if we're seeing anything that that they want to continue, they're going to have to open up those schools because as literacy starts going up, <laughs> because the kids are at home yeah. learning, yes. because they're at home learning, okay, they're going to have to justify their existence at some point and open up those schools again. But but it may be too late. I think that the, there there might be the impetus, you know, that uh, people will say, you know what, I think we want to go for our own charter or our own small. I've been trying to get a group to come up and replicate the one room schoolhouse mm-hmm. with 20 kids, you know, and demonstrate. Uh, we're, we're sure that Governor Newsom is very um, sad that uh, 12 year old girls are not being asked to put condoms on cucumbers <laughs> and races in the public school. Uh, but, uh, you know, if, 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 if you want a wholesome and truthful historical education for your kids, we vow to be open. Now that the trick is, and I was, I think I'm speaking for every business owner in Southern California, it's going to be hard to get people to go back to work because they have put fear in people. It, uh, people, some people actually do believe this nonsense that they're going to be susceptible to a disease that maybe kills 0.3% of the people that, that are exposed to it. We've got to get people, we've got to restore their courage. And if you made a mistake in the early hours of this crisis and you you bought this whole fear thing, hook, line, and sinker, it's not too late to say you made a mistake. You know, Amer- Americans are very forgiving people. We've got to get back you, to work. You believed what you were told. Right, right. Yeah. That's right. lesson number one. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and just, just yesterday, Governor Cuomo, press conference, that 66% of the people who were hospitalized contracted the disease by sheltering at home. Say that again, please, because 66, 66% seems like a high number. 66% of the people who were hospitalized, who were hospitalized <laughs> contracted the disease by sheltering at home. Let that sink in for a minute. That's partly why we did a lot of this, you know, to, to remind people of our heritage the home of the free and the land of the brave, you know, uh, are we going to remember what, what roots we came from, you know, that men and women that were willing to give up everything for freedom and liberty that's woven all through from the days of the pilgrims to. If, if to, you, if you can't storm a restaurant, would you ever be able to storm Normandy? I mean, <laughs> His days so are gone. There, there are two main motivating factors for human nature, fear and greed, okay? There's, there's a couple of ones, but those are the two main ones, okay? Fear and greed. Now, greed is a highly motivating factor. Fear crushes it. Fear is the biggest motivational factor that people have. It will control your life. It will destroy your life. Um, people don't take a chance because they might fail. They don't want to speak in public, which could be a great thing for them because they might sound silly. If you write down, and this is a great exercise just for life, if you write down the number top 10 terrible things right now that you're facing in your life, date that paper, turn it over, tomorrow write down another time, you'll realize that of the top 10 things that were terrible that happened, none of them happened. You changed your behavior, you changed your life, you did without because you're afraid of something that may happen. 
a great man said he was willing to lose his life will save it. Those who seek well, to save, save their life will lose it. it. And it's tremendously liberating when you don't, you know, care, you know, what happens to you. You can do ad infinitum things, you know, when you, when you lose yourself for, for others, for, you know, helping, serving, then the liberation comes because, you know, but when you cower in fear, I've got to save my life. That's when you lose it. Yeah, there's a great quote from the 13th Warrior, one of my favorite movies. It's, you know, go hide in a hole if you want, but fear profits a man nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is that we have all been given an expiration date. From the time we were created, there was an expiration date of how long we were going to last. Now, if my day comes and I'm at Loma Linda Hospital in the cardiac ward and I have a heart attack with all the best doctors there, they can't save me because it was my time. But until that time comes, we are invincible. Now, you can do stupid things to hurt yourself, and I've had enough repair surgeries to know that. But you are not going to die until it is your time. And when it is your time, nothing on earth can save you anyway. I agree. I, I think that, um, you know, I, I want to think what both of you said is that um, we, we will not get anywhere as a society unless we rebuild the hearts of Americans, basically. This, these have been, we've been temporarily set back and paralyzed. And we've got to get Americans back believing that their lives are worth living. Yeah, that's well said. Folks, I want to thank my guests, James and Scott Riley. Riley's Farms up in Oakland. You need to bring the kids out there, enjoy some sunshine, see some beautiful springtime weather up on the hill where we love it up there. Um, and, uh, leave the fear at home. Come on up and enjoy some great patriots. We love patriots. We great, love patriots. Great patriots. Also, James... Uh, your website is James Riley? JamesPatrickRiley.com and the farm website is Riley's Farm. Very good. We'll see you all next week. Shoot, Felipe! Shoot! When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. CCW Safe. Cutting Edge Bullets. Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. And by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. AM 590, the answer.